a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I think this story may have flown under the radar with all the breaking news uh, that we've had over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, But a bill, there was a proposal on the Hill, Utah's Capitol Hill, to end Utah's mail-in voting. It ended up dying in committee. Can you... It's this thing about standing in line again. It just felt so 1991 to me. It failed. Thank goodness. (laughs) I can't go back to the old way. It's it's like, you know, I drink copious amounts of Diet Coke, right? I can't go back to regular Coke. It's too sweet. I've made the transition. It's who I'm loyal to. You you enjoy the mail-in ballot process. You I will never go, go back. Line. I'll it, stop voting before I stop mail-in voting. But but a lot of people were in favor of this. In fact, uh, so many people, they not only packed the committee hearing on the Hill this week, uh, they had to open up overflow rooms. I think it was four overflow rooms. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ayers, uh, did an in-depth report tracking the security of Utah's mail-in ballot. Like, what happens when it goes from the the, the kitchen table uh, into the into the you know the the big blue box at the post office and ends up at your county clerk's office? She's joining our conversation right now. Good afternoon, Lindsay. Hi, guys. How are we? We're we're doing well. I guess Dave's really excited that not only does he get copious amounts of Diet Coke, uh, he also gets his mail-in ballot. Uh, so talk about what you learned uh, during your research about the mail-in ballot process and the security. Well, listen, Dave, Diet Coke all the way. I am with you on that. I can, you can't go back to Coke at this point. Can't it's go just back. hard. No. Yeah. But what we really did learn as I went in depth and toured, I toured Weber Weber County's vote center and I got an in-depth look at exactly what security exists from the time your ballot leaves your kitchen table until when it gets tabulated and the results are sent over to the lieutenant governor's office. And what I can tell you is that there are ample security checks in place to make sure, one, that you are who you say you are, and two, you can't cast a ballot that's not yours and you can't vote twice. The system is set up that it won't let you vote twice. Um, I learned how the security process works, how they get the mail-in ballots from the drop boxes to the vote centers, how they make sure none of the ballot boxes are stuffed or that there's uh, uh, that no ballots get in any batches that aren't mm. supposed to be there. They track them. They log them. Nobody touches the ballots without logging that process. There's always two sets of eyes on every process that happens in these vote centers. So we really do have a lot of security in place. And that's why it's sometimes frustrating when we hear these calls for more election security. And while 
the county clerks will freely admit there's things they can tighten up. And maybe, you know, election security isn't such a dirty word. But when we hear these calls for, you know, just revamping the whole system, it's like, wait a second, the system is actually working here. Lindsay Ertz is joining us right now. And Lindsay, as I, I look through this story and really shows the documented step-by-step, the signature verification, how they they determine the signature characteristics. You know, they, they compare, you know, what you signed on your ballot to what is on file. They're, they're checking everything, the slants, the loops, the crossing, the way you dot your I's and cross your J, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I thought it was so in-depth. I think most Utahns would not realize that there's such scrutiny on something as simple as just the signature. Yeah, there really is. And before they even check your signature, I think most people don't even really realize that your mail-in ballot envelope has a unique code on it. And this is really key to Utah's election security is if you try to uh, mail in two ballots, it would stop it because the system would say you've already sent in one mail-in ballot. You can't send in another one, and you'd probably be contacted by the FBI at the same time. So that unique code, that unique identifier, those numbers are never made public. Uh, you can't recreate them and guess them. And so I put this in my report, but when your friend's cousin says they got mailed 10 ballots, yes. they can only vote one of those. Yeah, They I, can't. <laughs> so yeah. even if even if ballots get sent to... Um, people who who aren't registered, who don't live in the state anymore, whose grandma doesn't live at this address, whose parents moved out of state 10 years ago, you, one, you can't vote that ballot for somebody else. And two, that person, um, you know, it doesn't matter how many mail-in ballots they sent out. Those unique identifiers really make it so you can only vote once. Talking about election security, specifically mail-in ballot security, uh, with Lindsay Ayers of KSL News Radio, who's tracking uh, a lot of different legislation on Utah's Capitol Hill for KSL News Radio this session. If you want to read her reports or listen to her reports, you can always go to kslnewsradio.com. She did two reports uh, this week. In fact, she just said she just toured uh, the county clerk's office and got the ins and outs of how the security works. I see here in your report, Lindsay, that the votes are then placed on a special encrypted flash drive, which makes me feel better about okay what happens to my vote after it's counted. But what happens if, for say, for some reason, my signature doesn't match um, everything they have on file? Uh, do do human eyes uh, then then examine it more closely? Do I get a call from the county clerk's office? What happens? Yeah, that's exactly what will happen. So first, they'll put your your ballot through a scanner, and it will match that you are who you say you are. But if it doesn't recognize your signature, it will kick it out, and that's when it goes to human eyes. And so human eyes will look at that. Uh, like Dave mentioned earlier, they have training and they have rules literally taped to the wall of the Weber County Vote Center that shows what you're looking for. And it was so interesting to find out that the signature gatherers or the signature checkers really get trained to look at your signature as an image, not as the names match, right? In fact, Ricky Hatch, who's the Weber County Clerk, showed me this training packet, and it showed a signature that looked really similar, but actually was way off because I was just looking that the names matched. And I was like, that's so interesting how they train them to have their brains look at this like an image, not like a, uh, whether the names match, because you can rewrite somebody's name, right? But you can't always forge their exact signature in the way the lines move. 
And so they train people on that. And so, yes, when your signature gets, uh, when your ballot gets kicked out to have its signature reviewed, that's a process called curing your ballot. Hmm. And uh, you will get a call from your county clerk's office or a volunteer at your county clerk's office. And uh, we, uh, the state has a cure process where you're allowed to fix that signature. You're allowed to verify that the ballot's yours and your vote will still count. Lindsay, we have about 30 seconds, but I want to touch on this. Did they address this? Uh, we have obviously a very locked up process here in Utah, something that I have great confidence in. Did they talk about the different states and how everyone does it a little differently and that even though we're locked up here in Utah does not necessarily mean all the states have the same uh, process. Um, Yeah, that's very true. And we certainly saw some of those problems during 2020. But it's also interesting when we see people pushing for more election security that they're often citing things that happen out of state that they want to shore up here in Utah and so that's fine, but let's keep in mind that we don't necessarily have those problems here in Utah that they're happening in other states. So while you can take evidence to, in other states to say, okay, let's make sure our processes are are secure, just because there was a possible fraud situation in another state doesn't mean we don't have the controls in place to prevent that from happening here. Lindsay Ertz, thanks for joining us. And uh what a great what a great story. I mean, very comprehensive. So check it out on KSLnewsradio.com. Uh, straight ahead, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Because, you know, you, you talk to friends, sometimes even family members, they'll say, you know, they believe in UFOs. You know, oh, yeah, I saw something in the sky. You know it's a UFO. How about if we burst their UFO bubble in about four minutes? A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.